When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back to The Drive. I'm Dale Raleigh here with Matt Williamson. And as we usually do in uh, the second segment on Fridays, Matt will go through this week's slate of games mm, yeah. and uh, talk about uh, what we think is going to happen here, what the... Uh, what the outcomes will be a little bit, and uh, talk, give a, a little bit of information on each game. Uh, don't forget there's a 9.30 a.m. game this week in London. That's on the NFL Network. Uh, it is the 2-1 and one Vikings at the 1-2 and two Saints. Uh, Minnesota favored by 2.5, the over under 43 in that game. So they don't think there's going to be a lot of points scored. In right. That one. I wonder, uh, totally off top, well, sort of off topic, but... I wonder if, like, the overseas games are lower scoring traditionally or, you know, is there any trends that the betters know? Seems like there's some heavy legs over there a little bit. This seems it's an online playing situation. You mentioned it the other day, the jet lag involved. Uh, No Jameis Winston, no Michael Thomas. They've already been ruled out. I like where Minnesota's at in this game. I mean, I wish – I keep thinking about what you mentioned. I wish for their sake they would have went over earlier like New Orleans did. Yeah. And it's somewhat of a must-win for New Orleans too. One and three's bad. That's for a big hole. Yeah, too. I mean they're in it to win it this year. Too. But it's going to be Andy Dalton at quarterback. Right. Um, I would know. think a lot of Kamara. Sounds like Cook's going to play. I think the Vikes are a much better team right now. Yeah, I think they are as well. I mm-hmm. think the uh, the Saints are a team that maybe we overestimated a little bit going into I the think season. I did. Yeah, I was really yeah. high on them. Yeah, I thought they might be uh, the six or seven seed in the NFC. I don't see that happening at I this point. I picked them to win the division. Oof. Because <laughs> a lot of this T-base stuff I thought was kind of going to take effect. But and and, and that's be a, all right. been yeah. a, that's a, something that, uh, yeah. you know. But honestly, if you look at it, the, the team that might be playing the best in a division is Atlanta. Atlanta's respectable. <laughs> yeah. I think they've lost by like a point each game or something And we'll, like that. we'll get to them here yeah, in yeah. a few minutes here. But uh, uh, the big game at 1 o'clock on CBS the Buffalo Bills at the the uh, Ravens, both teams two and one. Buffalo favored by three on the road. The over under for that game, fifty one. Yeah, I mean, Bills D is quite good. Both these offenses are at the top of the league. I think that there's both um, very both these quarterbacks are very much in the MVP conversation. I just think that the Ravens D is a problem. It's a big problem. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think there's one unit that's not like the rest, and yeah. it's the Ravens D. And I think that's a bad, bad matchup. The Bills have allowed 173 rushing yards in three games. Wow. Now, some of that's because their offense is so good and they get up early. and Yeah, you know, oh, sure, sure. But I mean, style of play. And they, Miami only ran like 
38 plays or something, yeah. too, but still. They, they get after you a little bit. Yeah. Um, Baltimore is 12-2-1 against the spread when the line is between plus three and minus three since 2019. Oh, really? so I guess they win close games. They win close games. I don't see that happening in this one. I don't either. Would it surprise you? Well, we'll get to this in a, in a, in a minute here. Okay. Um, another big game at 1 o'clock. The two and one Jaguars. Oh, I'm excited about this one. At the three and zero Eagles, Philadelphia favored by six and a half. The over under forty five and a half in that game. I like the Eagles to win, but I think the Jags have a very respectable outing. Keep this within like a field goal or so. If you look at all four of those units, both these, both those, they're both like in the top of the league, like top six in pretty much every category. The one team that's allowed fewer rushing yards than the Bills. Is the Jaguars? Is it the Jags? 165 rushing yards through three, and we saw that in the preseason. Their front seven, their front seven is 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 good. Is very good. I mean, yeah. yeah I, 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 we remember telling people that in the preseason, and you know, they had a bunch Jags, of first right? round picks running around in that on that. They got a bunch of velociraptors. <laughs> yeah. that are first overall type picks, right? Yeah, so <laughs> should be interesting. I mean, but the Eagles don't run it necessarily conventionally. No, they don't. And they're really good on both lines of scrimmage, too. Yeah. I think the Eagles are an elite team. And that should be a real battle in the trenches. It should. I think it'll be a very physical the game. The difference, I think, is that I don't think Jacksonville's offensive line is as good. It, agreed. That's it, the one. If you're looking at those four units. That's fourth. They're fourth. They're fourth. Yeah. And I like Christian Kirk. They're one weapon of different. You know, like they could use the Devontae Smith. They're one more weapon, too, I think. Yeah. And like it wouldn't shock me if the Jags' first-round pick is a receiver this next year. Yeah, the, the, the writers yeah. are split on this one. Moody, are Moody's picking. This is on ESPN. Moody picking the Jaguars for an upset, 31-28. Uh, Walter picking the Jaguars or the Eagles, 27-21. So both think it's a close game. Yeah. So but in that close, situation, right. they, they you know, take the, take the six-and-a-half points. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of lean that way, too. I mean, I expect it to be competitive and – I don't think the narrative on Monday is same old Jags. They stink. They don't yeah. know what they're doing. No, I think they're real. Yeah. Another game with a pair of two and one teams here at one o'clock. The two and one Bears at the two and one Giants. One of these slop teams is going to be three and one. They're both really bad. They're both they're bad. Really bad. Um, we previewed this one today on my podcast. I said I'll just take the points. I didn't pick a winner. I guess I'll yeah. take the Giants to win. They're the Giants favored by three. The over-under is just – the over-under in this game with two two-and-one teams is 39-and-a-half. I mean, just think of the receivers in this game. Oh. I mean, it's really, really bad. Um, I guess I trust trust the Giants a little more, but neither one of these teams is close to being a contender or even average, in my opinion. The Bears have attempted in three games 45 passes. That's the fewest wow. of any team through three games – since the 1982 Patriots. Wow. That's a different era. I thought you'd go back to like the 50s. That's a completely different era, though. You're right. The 80, 82? 82. That was, wow. was that the strike year? I mean, the football was even a little different. And I mean, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Bears are miserable. It's amazing that these teams have winning records. Yeah. And one of them's going to be 3 and 1. Uh, the, the picks are both for the Giants. Uh, Moody picking the Giants 17-14, which sounds about right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and Wal- Seth Walter picking the Giants 20-9. to Okay. Ugh. Yeah. That's not going to be high on my, my watch list. No, no. Uh, another 1 o'clock game. Field play a little better, though, or do some yeah. more stuff. Yeah. All these 1 o'clock games in the NFC East. Blech. Yeah. NFC East football is kind of blech. Gone downhill since yeah. we were kids. Uh, the one and two commanders at the two and one Cowboys. Dallas favored by three. The over under is forty one and a half. That Washington secondary oh. is 
Awful. Awful. And they blow coverages, and they're not good. Their linebackers don't cover well. And I think Dallas can exploit that even with Rush. The other thing is, I'm sure you noticed, I mean, Carson Wentz got sacked, what, eight times last week? And Dallas leads the league at sacks. You know, like, this is a terrible, terrible matchup for Washington. And it's in Dallas, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think they get blown out. Three, or maybe not blown out. I don't know if Dallas is capable of beating teams by 20 without Dak. But. Three, pl- three games into the season, Washington has allowed five passes of 40-plus yards wow. and 12 plays overall that are 40 or more yards. Wow. So not only and just big give, runs. Not giving up just big passes, but big runs. Wow. That's really terrible. I mean, I mean that's their three games. That's being in the wrong place <laughs> and communication errors and things like that, too. Oh. That's more than just being you know, not super talented. Yeah. Yeah. Um, wow. Moody picking the Commanders, 24 to 20. Uh, Seth Waller really? picking the Cowboys, 1916. I mean, if Dallas wins this one, which I think we both expect them to do, they've weathered the storm pretty well, yeah. especially will, how bad the NFC is. I will say this. The NFC East games tend to favor, like, the road teams always seem to win in the NFC East games. Hmm. For whatever reason, like okay. they're all rivalry games, they yeah, all yeah, hate. Yeah. They've all played each other for eighty-seven years. Of course, of course. And the, they just seem to find ways to to make to win in the other team's stadium. Okay, I didn't notice that trend, but I mean, Washington's been traveling to Dallas for a bazillion a lot years. of years. Yeah, <laughs> they know exactly what they're doing and where to stay and all that kind of stuff too. I think they're in trouble on this one though. Uh, another one o'clock game. This would be the other team or other game involving a uh, AFC North team. The two and one Browns at the one and two Falcons. Cleveland only favored by one in this game. The over under is forty seven and a half. This is one of my upset specials this is week. It? I like what Atlanta's doing. They're running the football. This is two of the two of the best running games yep. in the league. Browns are number one. The Falcons are like number six. Yeah, and they both these teams, but especially Atlanta, they they are a big offense. I mean, extra tight ends on the field, fullbacks, both their pass catchers are giant human beings. You know, they play a really physical brand. I think Mariota's playing fine. You know, yeah. I, I think that's a good coaching staff. Like, I kind of looked at them last year and said, you went seven games with a terrible roster. You were just super lucky because you got blown out by all the good teams and barely won the, the, the other ones. And now they're getting more out of what I still think is a bad roster. Um, I assume Miles Garrett doesn't play in this one, or and that's a, kind of the reason. Right? Yeah, they had five starters missing practices this week, and that Cleveland. doesn't that doesn't include Anthony Walker, who mm-hmm. went on IR. So they're down yeah. six defensive starters potentially in this game. And even if those guys play, yeah, they're nowhere near a hundred percent. No, they're vulnerable. Yeah, yeah. I'm still going to take the Browns. Uh, I'm shocked this isn't a, a field goal game, but this is a. A good upset special by you. I mean, I could absolutely see Atlanta controlling this game. I just think the Browns' running game is going to be a real problem for Atlanta. Um, yeah, Mo- uh, Moody picking the Browns 31-23. Seth Walter picking the Falcons 22-17. Hmm. I-, I could absolutely see that path. Uh, you can run on the Browns. I wish Cor- I wish Cordero Patterson was healthy, though, too. He's questionable as it, as it stands. He's been good. Yeah. It wouldn't surprise me if they're just like – Get, get him ready for game day. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, he may play still, right. Yeah. Uh, the FPI prediction on that one is actually Atlanta, 50.1% of the games, but an average of 0.1 points. Really? So it's really I mean, everyone thinks it's going to really be a tight, tight. game. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the 1 o'clock game, of course, the Jets and Steelers. Steelers favored by 3.5, the over-under 41.5 in right. that game. We've talked a lot Skip about that. that. Right, right. Both uh, writers picking the Steelers, uh, hmm. I believe, by a healthy margin. Do they? Yeah. 
move our predictions at least a, later. At least a touchdown on, on both ends of that. Uh, Seahawks, one and two. At Lions, one and two. No Swift, no St. Brown. Are the Lions capable of beating teams handily that they should yet? I'm going to say yes. I think they win this one by a touchdown. They're favored so. by four. Right. The over-under is 48. Uh, the Seahawks aren't running the ball particularly no. effectively this year. I think they're flat-out bad, too. Yeah. I mean, I just think the Lions are a tier ahead of them. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Six Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Lions are scoring 31.7 points per game. Yeah. That's the second most in the NFL, but they're allowing 31 points per game. Oh, I think they're like the most fun team to watch in the league right now. I mean, they got fun players and fireworks every time. I don't know if Seattle's going to put it anywhere close to 30 up, though. Yeah. I think, I think this will be in the 20s, but I think Seattle is... A really bad team. Yeah, if this turns into a shootout, that does not favor Seattle. No, not at all. They can't really play that way. Uh, Detroit is three and zero against the spread this year, and fourteen and six against the spread under Dan Campbell. Wow. so they've been better than public thinks they are. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that makes sense. Uh, both writers picking the Lions. Uh, Moody picking thirty-one twenty-one. Uh, Walter picking thirty to fifteen. Okay. No, I think they win by a touchdown or so. Yeah. This is a big game in the a- AFC, and another one. Uh, one o'clock. The Titans one and two. It's a huge game at the Colts one one and one. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think it's a Colts huge favored game. by three and a half, and then it's the over under is forty three. I don't know if you agree with me, but I, I I look at it as a huge game now. But I think we'll look back on it and say neither one of these teams is very good. The Jags are clearly the best team in that division, and these two aren't even in the playoff hunt. So this game isn't a big game, but it is now because everyone thinks they're the favorites. Colts D is pretty good. I think it's real good. I don't know that any other unit out there is. Is, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would probably just take the points, but I think the Colts win. Matt Ryan's turned the ball over six times in three games. He's miserable. Just bad. Yeah. You know, he's he's at that point in his career, and this happens to older quarterbacks. Whenever they get hit, they just lose the ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're just not as sturdy as yeah. they were. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, uh, and that was yeah. the case in Atlanta, too, a little bit. And uh, Ryan Tannehill, they, they talk about him here in this in – this, well, he's thrown just three interceptions through three games. Well, if you throw an interception every game, you're going to have 17 that's, interceptions. That's not People, so great. That's right. not very good. No. Yeah. I mean, you ask any NFL quarterback, oh, I was happy I only threw one pick. No, that's not how it works. <laughs> that's not how it works. Yeah. Right. Uh, Ryan has been sacked 12 times, which is the fourth most in the NFL. They're alive this this year. Basket, yeah. And they don't have many weapons. Um, yeah, it's just it's I not good. I think they win, though. As do both writers. Do they? Um, Moody picking the Colts 27-24. Walter picking the Colts 20-17. Eight 
straight Indianapolis games have gone under the total, including all three games this season. Hmm. I think so. Uh, they're not the offensive. Bad. They're right, not the right. offensive juggernaut that everybody thinks, and they want to run the football. And they want to run the football. I think they play slow and don't have a lot of plays either. You know, yeah. does that makes some sense. Their D's good. Uh, Chargers two and one at Texans o oh, two and one. Chargers favored by five. The over under is forty five. Last I saw, it sounds like Keenan Allen and Lindsley probably will play. Bosa and Slater will not. Um, I think a, a, another week of rest for Herbert and his injuries will go a long way. I think they wipe the floor with them when it's all said and done. They, they just have a lot better players. Yeah. Um, Austin Eckelar. He needs to get back on track. The only running back in the NFL right now, currently, who leads his team in targets and receptions. He has 21 catches and 22 targets. Hmm. Interesting. But he's not running the football at all. They can't run the ball at all, all. and I can't imagine that gets better without their starting left tackle. Right. I mean, center might come back, which will help a little, but I don't know how dedicated they've been to it, but I think they're at like 45 or 48 yards per game rushing. I mean, really, really bad, like bottom of the league. The Chargers are 0-3 outright as a road favorite under Brandon Staley. I have some questions about Coach I don't Staley, think he's very good. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I mean, more than just the fourth down stuff, too. Yeah, but both uh, writers picking the Chargers in this one. Mm-hmm. Moody says 31-20. Walter says uh, 26-10. Would Houston be Davis your... Mills not playing well. I was going to say, yeah. would Houston be your 32nd team? Uh, the Bears are still out there. I don't care what their that record is. The record, all right. Yeah. I mean, the Texans have a tie. The Texans have a tie, yeah. <laughs> Uh, this is a this one game was kind of surprising to me. This is a four o'clock game, the one and two Cardinals at the one and two Panthers. I want to bet against both of them. Carolina's favored by a point. I saw that the over under is forty three and a half. And, and I know it's a cross country road trip, but it's a four o'clock start. Right, and I think that helps Arizona. Again, I kind of want to bet against both. I don't have a lot of faith or respect for either coaching staff. I just think Kyler makes plays. Baker Mayfield's completing. 51.9% of his passes, and they have weapons. I mean, they have weapons. DJ Moore is useless in fantasy. Um, McCaffrey's getting used well, but not producing. You know, it's not like they're short on weapons. You are right. Uh, I bet Kyler just is the best player on the field and wins this game. Yeah. Arizona has won seven straight games outright as a road underdog. Really? Interesting. The longest such streak that's since. A, that's a long streak. The longest right. such streak since the 70 uh, AFL NFL merger. Wow. So. Winning on the road as a dog is not easy. Uh, Moody picking the Cardinals 28-17. Walter picking the Cardinals 31-14. Wow. For a one-point spread, they both have them beating them pretty handily. Yeah, handily. They're a much better team than the Panthers. And they're not even a very good team. And they're not a very good team. (laughs) No, right. The Panthers might be in the running to be the Yeah, I was thinking that, too, considering the question I just asked you, right? I'm sure when CBS claimed this game as its game of the week, it thought this was going to be a much bigger deal. The one and two Patriots at the uh, yes. two and one Packers. Green Bay favored by nine and a half, and the over under is just forty. Yeah, no faith whatsoever in that New England offense. I think Hoyer's like zero and twelve in his last. In his last Windsor, yeah, I mean he hasn't won forever. They were struggling offensively with Mac Jones. The, the I don't imagine really that it's going to look too. much better with with Brian Hoyer. I don't know if I saw this correctly, so maybe I'm making it up. But I thought I saw a blurb on my phone as we were walking in that Mac Jones practiced today. Like, that sounds not true at all, but yeah. um, I don't think he's playing. No. Um, I just don't know that, I mean, are, are the Packers well, will blow the, you the out. The Patriots are one of those teams, to go back to our practice yeah. stuff, Yeah, 
The Patriots are one of those teams that only lets reporters out there during the team stretch. Yeah, so yeah, he could yeah. have been out there during the team stretch, you know. Throwing next to somebody. It doesn't mean that he's going to practice. Right, right. I, yeah. I, I probably shouldn't even have mentioned it because there's no chance he plays. Um, I just don't know if the Packers are a beat-you-by-ten type of team yeah. you know, as, as they're constructed. You know, you know Rodgers isn't going to screw anything up. Um, I know you guys do your, your bold predictions. I did one yesterday at this game saying – Packers were the worst special teams in the league last year, and New England's always good on teams. Maybe they get a score or something there and make that make it seem like a closer game than it is. But I think Green Bay controls this thing. Uh, Green Bay is seventeen and a seven against the spread as a home favorite under Matt Lafleur, including seven and one against the spread since the start of last season. Really? So I guess everyone sells them short. Too. Yeah. Uh, Moody They're picking brutal the brutal place to play. Yeah. The Packers twenty eight to thirteen. Walter picking the Packers twenty four nothing. Shutout. Wow. Pitching the shutout. Wow. Green Bay's defense is legit. Oh, I've been I own them in every fantasy yeah. league. I don't know if Jair Alexander's playing this week, I but I don't know if it matters. This one, right. yeah. They don't even have a number one receiver type guy. No, I don't think it's very close. Another four twenty five game. Broncos two and one at Raiders zero and three. The Raiders favored by two and a half at home. The over under forty five and a half. Do the Raiders get off the Schneid this week? To me, that just screams that Vegas is saying, don't underestimate a truly desperate team, yeah. you know, that has some talent. They're not the Texans. They're not the Giants. You know, I mean, the Raiders are could still be a 500 team or at least play like it this year. I think I'm going to take Denver in an ugly game because you talk about the four units. Denver's D is the only one that's good. Is it good, though? Or I think is it... it's top 10. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think the other units are all bottom 10. Um, the Bron- Raiders' offense should be better. The Broncos are averaging 14.3 points per game, which is the second worst in the NFL. They're not even last. Yeah, uh, Their 43 po- total points in their first three games are their fewest since 2006. Cool. So they've actually had a year where they've been worse than this. Um, they need to run the ball and not let Wilson cook or whatever stupid term people use. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, he got a lot of money to cook, but he's not worth it. Not making anything good. Um, all three Denver games have gone under the total by over 10 points this season. Well, that makes sense. <laughs> I, you mentioned the, the scoring. I think they're number one in points allowed. Yeah. And they don't score any points. Yeah. I mean, all their games are 10-9. Uh, Moody picking the Broncos 26-17. Mm-hmm. Uh, Walter picking the Raiders 30-19. to I think I'll take the Raiders just – they don't look like an 0 and 14 to me. Yeah, you really yeah. think they're going to go 0 and 4? Plus, the Broncos stole one last week. Mm-hmm. They're 2 and 1. They're feeling, you know. Their luck could run out. Yeah. yeah. 2 and 1 Chiefs at the 2 and 1 Buccaneers. That is the 8 20 game. It's a pick 'em game, and the spread is now 45 and a half. I have some faith that Tampa Bay's offense starts to look a little better. I mean, it's been miserable, too. They're at the bottom of every list, you know, every stat. But if you get Evans and Gage and there's a chance Godwin plays, I bet it starts to look decent. And I do believe the Bucks D is really good. They've scored three to offensive touchdowns in three games. Yeah, it's bad. With Tom Brady. With Brady, right. I am going to take the Chiefs, but I can understand why it's a pick em game. Yeah. Chiefs uh, have, I mean, if it, if you erase their, their game against Arizona in week one, they haven't done thing. much, yeah. Yeah, very mediocre. Yeah, they haven't done much either. Um, all three Tampa Bay games. struggling in the league, folks. Yeah, all yeah. three Tampa Bay games have gone under this season. Makes perfect sense. Here's the problem I see with the Chiefs, or with the uh, Buccaneers. They blitz a high percentage. Mm-hmm. 
You and don't Mahomes don't blitz. blitz don't you, you can't blitz Pat Mahomes. No, you no. just can't do it. So if they if they stick with their personality, what they do, it's a bad match. He's going to eat them up. Yep. Uh, under on Bucks game certainly adds up because people think the offense is good and it's the worst in the league, and the defense is the best in the league. Yeah. You know. Moody picking the Buccaneers 24-21. Walter picking the Chiefs 30-17. to um, I don't think the Chiefs are the same without Hill. No. Well, I know they're not the same. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then the Monday night game is the 2-1 and Rams at the 1-2 and 49ers. The Rams can really get some separation there. That would be a big win. If they, if they win yeah. this one. San Francisco favored by a point. The over-under is 42-and-a-half. Surprisingly enough, the 49ers are not running the ball no. At all this year. Maybe the worst O-line in the league right now. Yeah. You know, with Trent Williams out, um, a lot of replacement players. I think Donald goes bonkers. But the Rams O-line is not good either. And Bosa and company, I think this is a really tight game. And I'm going to say the Rams win it, but I don't feel strong about that at all. Yeah, Debo Samuel has 111 rushing yards this season. Where would their running game be at right now without Debo Samuel? And I thought the whole thing was we're not going to run him as much, and <laughs> yeah, but it works. Yeah, uh, Moody picking the 49ers, 24-21. Uh, Seth Walter picking 23-17, 49ers. San Francisco has covered all five meetings since 2020, including the playoffs against the uh, the Rams. So they've, mm, okay. they've had their number. They they have had their number. I mean, Shanahan McVay seems like it should be a uh, an even battle of you know hot young coaches from a couple of years ago, but the Niners have definitely got the better of them over and over. Yeah, it should be an interesting week. If Baltimore loses, which they're dogs. they're dogs. Yeah. If Cleveland were to lose to Atlanta, mm-hmm. which is a toss-up game, right, right, right. The entire AFC North will be two and two if the Steelers win. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's very possible. Yeah, which. We'd be right back at ground zero again. <laughs> right, right. Like, what did we learn after a month? Not much. Everybody's the same. <laughs> and that's possible. It's possible. Huge win by the Bengals last night for them. I mean, if sitting at one and three would be Would be pretty bad, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Would be pretty bad. And I thought they were okay. No, they didn't blow me away. Yeah. They still don't run the ball. Yeah, they they, they tried. Yeah, yeah. Um, Mixon looks fine. There's just nowhere to go. Yeah, they don't they're not creating holes. Mm-hmm. And I know everybody's well, they didn't get you know, they didn't give up many sacks last you know, they give up one sack in that game. Miami's kind of a blitzy team, too. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't know if that's necessarily what you want to do against Burrow at this point. Right, right, right. Um, you know, you got to beat him with just your four man front, and you can get there that way. And, mm-hmm. and I didn't love the Bengals' D. It was fine. No. I mean, no. Yeah, it was a tough situation Miami was in, especially post Tua injury. I yeah, mean, I, think, I think if Tua you know. finishes that game, Miami yeah. might win it. They might win it. Yeah. Wasn't, Bridgewater wasn't terrible, but that is who he is. Yeah, I, Tua made some throws early in that game. Tua's impressed me more than I thought he would. Yeah. I mean, the scheme helps him and all that stuff, and having Hill and Waddle was an amazing you know, asset, but he's making plays. Does it make a difference having a left-handed quarterback? He's the only left-handed starter in the league. Yeah. It just looks different. It doesn't even look like you're looking in a mirror. It looks like <laughs> they're playing a different sport. They're throwing a different football or something. I, I agree. don't understand it. I agree. And it just it, it looks, my sixteen year old said the exact same thing. It just looks funky. It's like it's so weird. Yeah, yeah right. He's just and so used is. to the, like where all the camera angles set up at in stadiums because they all set up in the same place. Mm-hmm. You're now seeing the back of the quarterback instead of the front. Right, right, and right. It's just right. it looks just looks completely off. And it doesn't look like you're looking in a mirror. You know, yeah. like if I'm throwing right handed in a mirror, it doesn't look like a lefty quarterback. It's just the whole motion's <laughs> goofier and I don't understand it. <laughs> and baseball's not that way. But the thing about it is, 
a lot of times when you have a left-handed quarterback, you spend more money on that right tackle. They didn't. Yeah. Yeah. They had Armstead so, both tackle. Right, right, right. Interesting. Uh, but that's uh, that's this week's slate of games. That'll be fun. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll do our DFS lineup. We'll make our pick in the Steeler game when we come back. Uh, you can subscribe now to episodes of The Drive. Every episode we do is available for you to download sometimes. You can subscribe today through the Steelers mobile app, the iHeartRadio app, and wherever you find your podcast. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We'll be back with the Fantasy Football Focus right after this. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility.